3: Retooling year, my ass. Super Bowl 57 champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is unbelievable. Everyone said it's not their year. My dumb ass said probably not this year. But what happened? It's the year of the Kansas City Chiefs. They got it done behind Patrick Patrick Mahomes and his one leg, the 08 Tiger Woods U.S. champion style, coming away with the victory. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I am Sterling Holmes, should be joined by other guys as we go. But guess what? I wanted to get in here now. I wanted to celebrate with you all. We've been along for a crazy ride all season long and it feels only just to celebrate with all of you. Uh, The beer is flowing. Let's be real. The fireworks are popping. I look outside. It's a a symphony of noise out there. Carl Sheffers, for once, giving Kansas City a questionable call. Uh, I want to point out as well, we said going into this game, oh, the Eagles defense, they're outstanding. Yeah, that's outstanding against Cooper Rush. And Davis Mills, not against Patrick Mahomes, baby. Uh, it was just an unbelievable game. Andy Reid, so happy for him. Travis Kelsey, so happy for him. Um, Got to give a big shout-out to Brett Veach for pulling the plug, knowing it was time to reload, not rebuild, but reload. Uh, Skymore, touchdown as a rookie. Kadarius Tony. The Giants said, we don't want to deal with them. What happens? Touchdown. Massive punt return. Set the Chiefs up for success. Defensively, rookies all around. By the way, Nick Bolton, local, Mizzou, alum, coming up huge, getting a touchdown. Almost had a second one that was called back. I I mean, everywhere you look, this was just a true win in every sense of the word, a, a redemption story, if you will, for even Harrison Butker, struggled all season long. This in Arizona, different field, but same place where he went down with injury week one. What happens early in this game? Misses a 42 yarder, doink off the crossbar, or having flashbacks. Then what happens? Nails, game winner. I, I just can't get over this feeling. I hope all you in the chat right now are enjoying this as much as I am. I'm going to get to a lot of chats with you guys. Any questions you have, anything fun you want to point out, feel free. This is just an amazing, amazing moment as Kansas City wins their second Super Bowl in four years. Mahomes put this on the resume, breaking the curse of Kurt Warner from 1999, MVP in Super Bowl in the same season. Adam Best now with me. Adam, how are you?
4: Whew, man, I needed a few minutes. I uh, Just adrenaline coursing through my veins. My heart is still pumping a million miles a minute. Just FaceTime my brother and dad at the stadium. Whew, is this really real? Is this happening? Oh, It's the playoff stash, baby. <laughs> it is the playoff stash. It is also oh. my dog, Karma. Since her birth, we've been to three Super Bowls and one two. So,
3: I want to point out, how cool is this, too, for guys? Chris Albright, right there. You've been with us all season long. Chris, thank you so much for your support all season. So freaking happy for Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, Carlos Dunlap, the guys that came here in the Sky offseason. Moore. Sky Moore as well. I talked a little bit about the rookies, but – Think of the veterans that have been around. Some of them have been on good teams. Dunlap's been on some good teams with the Bengals. Juju's been on some good teams with the Steelers. MVS's been on some good teams with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, but it wasn't enough. Comes to KC in their first year, what happens? They get the ring. Gotta feel good for those veteran guys.
4: Yeah, and I want to get one thing out of the way. I don't know if you've addressed this yet, but James Bradbury held juju twice. They called it the second time. I don't want to hear any bitching about the refs. There were some questionable calls going both ways. I, I, I can already see the nonsense on Twitter that the NFL is rigged for the Chiefs. So let's just get that out of the way. We're not going to talk about that for the rest of the night.
3: I wanted to point out, I I said earlier on that game, I go, am I actually going to say Carl Sheffers is doing a good job? I think his crew didn't do a bad job, but guess what? It doesn't matter. Kansas City, champions of the world. I mean, first off, what was your reaction? Let's just say halftime reaction. We didn't do a halftime show. The Chiefs were down. They fall down 10. What was your reaction at half?
4: I tweeted that they were right where they wanted them. They were comfortable. You know, this is this is what we do. 3 times this season we've been down 10 points, we've come back and won. This is what happened with the San Francisco 49ers in the other Super Bowl win. This is just kind of who we are and uh, I wanted to get the Eagles down because I thought they'd struggle and they did a little bit once the barrage came. But uh, you're never out with number 15. Mm. you're never ever ever out with number 15
3: i mean he was banged up he heard it again in the first half and what happened he said fuck it i'm putting the team on my back a massive run late his john
4: elway run right that was his john
3: elway the eagles i can guarantee you thought okay guys we don't have to worry about mahomes and his leg we saw what happened no chance what does he do uses his legs it was it was a gutsy display i know philadelphia and the flyers have their mascot gritty but it was mahomes who was gritty in this game
4: yeah yeah and i want to thank rihanna because that halftime show i think it gave rick burkholder and the training staff a little bit more time to work their magic the other person i want to thank well entire franchise i want to thank the new york giants for sending us Kadarius Tony, Because without Kadarius Tony, without that punt return, I believe it was the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Did I hear that right? Yeah, that's what I heard. I, hard to believe, it but is, that's what I is, heard. <laughs> it is hard to believe, but because I know Desmond Howard was Super Bowl MVP, but maybe that was for kickoffs. So uh, the Joker came up big, 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 big. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, if you wear the kilt to the stadium, reminiscent of Andre 3000 and Sean Connery. I mean, you have to deliver and he delivered.
3: Yeah, he, he wore a kilt and then decided to kilt the Eagles defense. It was just a great display all around, mostly from the offense. Let's be real. The defense was uh, lackluster in the first half, but they stepped up big in the second half game on the line. Uh, Steve Spagnolo Steve decided to send some blitz, some very well-timed blitz late. Uh, We saw Willie Gay Jr., for example, uh, was huge instrumental on that three and out. That really was the tide turning after Kansas City scored. I I mean, what can you say about the Chiefs defense and the resilience to bounce back in the second half after such a poor performance early?
4: I think they hung in there. They were just on the field a lot. They uh, I thought Nick Sirianni's aggressiveness on fourth down I mean, that guy is really, really aggressive. And it kind of puts you in a difficult spot, especially with this quarterback sneak thing they've got. They've got those, you know, they've got that ace in their back pocket. Like if if they have fourth and two, just just make it a first down. They're going to get it. They're going to get it every time. It is so frustrating to watch, especially after Andy Reid decided not to go for it on fourth and three and Harrison Butker missed a field goal. I was just sitting there thinking, ah, I hope this doesn't bite us in the ass. Weren't you feeling the same way?
3: Yeah, I was. But I just want to say, what a great feeling for Andy Reid. Andy Reid beating his former team, the team that said, you know what? We're moving on. We're moving on. You've been great for so long, but you can't get over the hump. Well, guess we got over the hump with that team. It's incredible. For Andy Reid, this has to be just one of the most – incredible experiences and i have to say you know he's never gonna say anything about this who will never say anything bad but you know there's a part of him that's just screaming this is what you fucking lost this is what you fucking gave up you gave me up you didn't believe in me look what i've done there's a part of andy reed behind the cheeseburgers behind the the times yours i guarantee there's a little bit of andy reed that's behind
4: the uh The Hawaiian shirt swag. Uh, Yeah, they thought they were better off without him. And to be fair, they did win a championship. It's kind of worked out for both sides, but it just has worked out a little bit better for us as we saw tonight.
3: Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry. So no more fumbling for the keys, which by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage. So I would be S O L if something were to happen, but not anymore with Yuffie. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally, and never have to pay for storage. And the customer service is top notch. Now, let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your UFI or installation, be rest assured, UFI on standby for you 24/7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Ah.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: Throughout the season, going into this game, I don't always want to say disrespect because I don't think anyone's necessarily trying to disrespect Kansas City, but they're trying to have the hot take. They're trying to crown the next team, whether it's the next quarterback in Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, whether it's the next team in the AFC with with the Cincinnati Bengals, whether it's, okay, well, the Chiefs beat the Bengals, but the Eagles, it's got to be their season, right? Nope. It's Kansas City. It's been the Chiefs. And this is what's so impressive. I mentioned at the beginning, but in a retooling year, Brett Veach pulled the teeth, pulled the plugs, and it's time to reload. They did it, and they end up with a championship.
4: Well, what other team could trade their best receiver, a top five receiver at worst? He was actually first in yards per route run this year, which I think gives him a claim to the best receiver in the league. And they win the Super Bowl? Look what happened to the Tennessee Titans. They fell apart when they traded AJ Brown. Look what happened to the Green Bay Packers when they traded Devonte Adams. They fell to, they fell apart. What happened to the Chiefs? It didn't matter because we've got 15, and <laughs> you just saw him come out. That that was his Michael Jordan. I just am not going to let my team lose. My his his over my dead body performance.
3: Uh, correct. And- yeah, and I'm seeing that Mahomes was named Super Bowl MVP. Uh, great game from Mahomes. When the Chiefs needed him most, he came up huge. Three touchdowns. Do want to give a shout-out to Andy Reid. Some of the play calls in the red zone were just outstanding. The one to Kadarius Toney was just a masterful play call in the red zone to get him open in space. Uh, the Eagles got confused. Kadarius Toney high-stepped into the end zone. And then the Eagles sent an all-out blitz.
4: Mahomes. We've seen that play before, by the way.
3: We have with Chad Henne, by the way, at quarterback. Uh, it's the well, same play with Tyree. Didn't Killary. that look
4: like the same play that Tony kind of did the did the one legged hop on earlier in the year? Mm.
3: Nails. I, I will also say though, with Sky Moore, the Eagles did an all out blitz. But why all out blitz the coolest, calmest QB in the NFL? Mahomes had an easy drop off to Sky. He waltzed into the end zone. There were just some very good play calls in the red zone. Uh, Andy Reid didn't go away from the run when it was working. You know, those third and shorts, fourth and shorts all season long. We've been uh, complaining. Why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? And then all of a sudden, what do you see? It works in the biggest stage on the biggest moments. You see Jared McKinnon at the fullback position. Inside handoff to him going to the outside. Isaiah Pacheco didn't go right up the gut goes to the outside. I mean, it was just a masterful play call, in my opinion, from Andy Reid and this offensive coaching staff.
4: Yeah. You mentioned why would they do that on that Skymore touchdown. They were just out of answers. They were out of answers. And Spags and Andy Reid, the experience prevailed. They have a, a mental Rolodex that goes back decades. They've seen everything. They've been in every situation. And they dialed up the right things at the right moments. And I, 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 have to tip my hat to Sirianni and yeah. Jalen hurts. They, they were, both of them are better than I thought. Really? I mean, Jalen hurts, uh, chiefs fans. We got to acknowledge that guy is the real deal. He really is.
3: Yeah. I, I mean you're looking at what Jalen Hurts did 304 yards, one touchdown, three touchdowns on the ground. Obviously, the massive mistake dropping the ball, just handing it off basically to Nick Bolton. So Nick Bolton Mizzou go, represent. Hey, you know it, baby. Two for six points. But most times you're saying Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl MVP, but not when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Daniel, thank you so much for the Super Chat. Says, I'll miss these post games, but we should have 20 or 21 of these next year too. Daniel, thank you so much for the Super Chat. Thanks so much for being here all year long. I always see your name. You've been very, very generous all season long as well. We're hoping for 20 or 21 more next year as well. This has been such a fun ride. This was the first full year Uh, Adam Best and myself have joined on to Arrowhead Addict. First time all season doing the pregame, halftime, postgame show. And guess what? Good return. Uh, we did it last year, too, but now the full year. This is the first full year. Pretty good ROI, don't you think?
4: Yeah. All I'm going to say is I-, I wasn't around last year, so you do the math. You do the math. Nick Bolton, all he does is return touchdowns. All he does is return fumble Fumbles for touchdowns. It looked a lot like that Broncos play, didn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. The Drew Lock special. Very similar. Oh, Patrick, up,
1: you dog! What is that? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs>
4: <laughs> two times. Oh, how's it feel to be two time champs, boys? Oh, fucking! It incredible. Feels like we're like just I... getting started. Honestly, a budding dynasty.
1: Absolutely oh. incredible. What an incredible game. Um, I, I, I'm just beside myself, um, down here in Arizona, not a millionaire, couldn't afford to buy the $4,000 tickets, but that's okay, man. I get to be here with you guys, check in with the Arrowhead addicts out there. Um, just an absolutely incredible performance by Patrick Mahomes, second MVP. He can retire tomorrow and he's in the hall of fame.
3: Oh, he's a lock. First ballot first battle oh it's absurd what Mahomes has done is shatter every single or should I say most just records already it's we've never seen anything like Mahomes we've never seen it with this sort of longevity and I I know longevity is a crazy thing to say because it's still been so short into his career but you see these one or two year uh flashes right we saw Lamar Jackson win an MVP what's happened since we've seen Josh Allen have a nice two-year stretch what happened this year Joe Burrow remains to be seen. But to see it happen for three, four, five plus seasons, like Patrick Mahomes has done, they, they, we're getting long enough in to say, okay, I don't know he's in there with the greats quite yet, but we're seeing a budding dynasty. Once you win that second one, you can start legitimately having that talk.
1: Yeah, there's only a, handful of, only a handful of quarterbacks who have won two Super Bowls. Um, so he already is among the greats. And now, now he's now he's going after Joe Montana, right? Like that's that's the next plateau for Patrick Mahomes is to go after Joe and see if he can get four. I'm wearing Joe's jersey, by the way. I wanted to ask you guys nice. just real quick. I'm sure uh-huh. you, you've probably touched on
4: it. What do you think of the penalty? Well, I mean, Bradbury was holding was holding all night. He held uh, Juju Smith Schuster on a costly third down that didn't get called. It was a more blatant hold than this one, but. I don't know. Maybe the chief said something about it and they were, they were looking for it. Right. Because that was a pretty costly penalty that killed the drive.
3: I think it was pretty soft, but at the end of the day, don't do it. Don't put hands on someone in that situation. Uh, Either way doesn't fucking matter. All the other thing is
4: complain. The other thing is I don't like in a situation like that, where someone like Greg Olson goes that hard one direction because You can't help but be manipulated by that as an audience. I I just thought that was that was irresponsible from normally a very good broadcaster. Just just kind of a head scratcher because there were a lot of calls that could have gone either way all game long. I did not think. I still don't think Dallas got caught that. I will go to my my grave saying he didn't catch that. Yeah, and I, I I just wait.
3: Carl's Shepard, by the way, come on. He
4: he owed City. He's our guy
1: carl's always been (laughs) our guy we love carl Um, we've never said a bad thing about him
4: paul rudd said carl throw us a bone
1: yeah here's here's what i want to say about the penalty it was a fucking penalty it was a fucking penalty the eagles don't get to cheat at the end of the game just because it's the end of the game that route in particular all it takes is a little tug a little tug and it throws off the timing. The Chiefs receivers were smoking the Eagles DBs on routes like that all fucking night. All fucking night. Both touchdowns were similar types of routes where they juked him out of their cleats. He was gonna catch that ball. He had him beat. He juked had him, them out of their second or
4: third pair of cleats. Right, right. By the way. He had
1: him beat. He was gonna catch that was gonna be a first down. He was going to get a first down. Mahomes threw that ball because he saw the penalty. He saw the hold and he threw it. He didn't extend the play. Like all this bullshit about it was soft. You can't call it the end of the game. Once, once he tugs him, once they throw the flag, that has an impact on the rest of the play. What Mahomes does on that play. And they killed a drive with a blatant missed pass interference earlier in the game the Eagles on the same not, the
4: same two players were involved
1: the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles cannot stop the chiefs they couldn't stop them they couldn't stop them all night the only way they could stop them was to keep Mahomes off the field that that penalty from earlier I guarantee you would have result resulted in points and I was not on Twitter like it's tough it's a tough break man Chiefs win hey, hey maybe don't blow a 10point lead there you well, go yeah,
3: yeah. don't I mean, choke Reggie Miller, fourth quarter, choke. Uh, a couple comments I want to get to. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat, Slothy Style. Thank you again for being here all year. You're the man. I was being a good boy tonight. Didn't make a, a drink until the fourth quarter. And once I did, we took the lead. Never fell behind. Slothy, you're the man. Richard, dude, slanging it over here. Thank you so much for the super chat, man. That's incredibly incredibly nice of you, John F's Wacky World. John F's Wacky World, you've been with us all season long. You've been so generous. That is just incredibly nice of you. His comment just says, who's your daddy? You are right now. It, John or me? John. not not you.
4: Get out of here. <laughs> I'm younger here, than man. you,
3: pal. Where's Patrick? If he's not putting on I'm, swim I'm trunks. old enough
4: to be your daddy, technically. I mean, I would have been pretty young. But, Dude,
3: first off, it's absolute bullshit that Patrick's not in the pool already. If I had a pool right behind me and I was in Arizona, I would
4: be swimming laps in that bad boy. If he that doesn't is absolutely this, soft. If he doesn't end this with the uh, Ron Burgundy cannonball, we should never let him hear the end of it.
3: I know everyone's asking where Vertoram is. Vertoram is at the game, okay? He's, He's in at the, the game. belly
4: of State Farm <laughs> uh, Stadium, and – not able to uh, to join us. Maybe we'll when we, see him, though.
3: When, when we get Patrick back, we'll let him know that we have 140 votes and 90% want uh, Patrick to jump into the pool. So if he doesn't jump into the pool, he is uh, Charmin Ultra Soft. By the way, there was a good number 10 out on the field tonight. No, it wasn't Tyreek, but Isaiah Pacheco ran hard. He ran angry, and he made some plays. When he took that huge hit, I was extremely nervous he was going to go down. We might not see him again. A few plays later, what do we see? Isaiah Pacheco coming up big late on a – was it third down? Third down play on that end around run. Third and one. Took it – what, was it 30 yards, 20 yards? Whatever it was, it seemed impressive. Isaiah Pacheco was the real number 10. Tyree Hill, we appreciate your services, but there's a new number 10 in town.
4: I thought we were going to have a redo of the Damian Williams touchdown that finished off the last Super Bowl win. That was an amazing play by uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to bring him down. But, yeah, I said on Twitter that Isaiah Pacheco runs like his psychiatrist – ordered him to play football for his anger management therapy. I mean, he just, the angry runs, Kyle Brandt, you should rescind giving the angry runner trophy to someone else, because that is Isaiah Pacheco's for the rest of his life.
3: Hey, Hey Patrick, um, quick question for you, pal. Why the fuck aren't you in the pool?
1: Well, I think we gotta challenge the audience here. I mean No,
3: we've we already done that. We have a hundred and forty flag. We have hundred and forty votes. Ninety percent say jump in the pool. Don't be soft, okay? Grow a pair. jump in. The fact you're not doing this hammered on that pink and
4: floatable or inflatable flamingo. Frankly, real quick, if you think the Chiefs are a dynasty, hit that like button. Break your thumb hitting that like button if you think the Chiefs are a dynasty. Our
3: producers say we need 500 likes for Patrick to get in the pool. Um, So that would be very helpful. We get 500 likes. They say Patrick will get in the pool. I say he doesn't no matter what. uh, But frankly, I'm not there to be an ass and push him. Uh, One super chat I want to get to. 500
1: likes or $500 in super chats.
3: Well, we've got a lot of Super Chats. Thank you so much to Holsters Overland. By accepting this money, you are legally obligated to jump in the pool. Everyone down to the Chiefs, keep those receipts. I mean, even pregame, all four Fox analysts picked the Eagles. All four. You saw the ESPN numbers. It was like 66% picked the Eagles over Kansas City. It wasn't just preseason. It wasn't just regular season. Even the postseason, even before the game, the Chiefs were still doubted. They were the underdogs. Even if the Eagles are going to come out wearing those underdog T-shirts, which was wild considering you were favored.
1: All right, you guys Chiefs ready for are the it? underdogs? Do it. Fucking do it, pal. In the pool, in the Montana jersey. You only win a, you only win a Super Bowl two times every five years, right, boys? <laughs>
4: that's a terrible drum roll
1: oh cannonball
3: (laughs) oh now well he needs to take his mic there too oh he's doing laps i'm frankly slightly impressed by that athleticism right there i didn't think patrick had it in him
4: good for him michael phelpsian uh, in the pool there
3: Richard says it's 60 degrees in Arizona right now, so it's not as warm as we think it is. It's probably a little chilly, but I think he's had a few uh, Casey beers to warm him
0: up. There, there you go. History. First football,
3: <laughs> First flamingo. He sounds like he's cold. It sounds like he's shivering in there.
4: i uh, sure he is. By the but way, he's probably got so much adrenaline and beer in him that he doesn't even, doesn't even care. Shout it's out true. to Jim. It's winter in Arizona.
3: In the jersey. Didn't even pop the top off.
1: That's why you stay at an Airbnb. You got a, a washer and a dryer. You can just fucking go for it. <laughs> Richard, I Put that on his no
3: shirt. Person. Patrick Allen right in the mic. Just dome right in the mic. That's why you
1: stay at an Airbnb. You got a washer and a dryer. That's it, baby. Richard, I expect a new emoji. How was the uh, How was the cannonball? Yeah. <laughs> uh, i feel like it
4: was my best work the russian judge let me see if i can hold up a number here it's like a,
0: uh
4: i don't know if you can see this but you gotta do it again dude <laughs> what is that is that a four four point seven <laughs> come on man
3: i'll, I'll give you so a, five, seven, a f- five, seven for super bowl 57 how's that there you go <laughs> that was at least a six Shout out to Jim for the super chat, dude. That is incredibly kind to you. Uh, shout out to Paul. Guys Champions again, a dynasty for all of us. I won the jersey too from Adam. So awesome! Congrats, Paul. Awesome, That's badass. You won the jersey from uh, from from Adam. Uh, also, shout out Jim. You guys have been so incredibly kind already with the super chats. Appreciate you all. Thanks for hanging with us all season long. Um, I know it's not the easiest thing to. Give us all your time. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. I know there's a lot of post-game shows out there as well. Thank you so much for giving us your time, your energy, Uh, just hanging with us for commenting, for liking this, uh, for donating, for for having fun. Because guess what? Winning a Super Bowl is fun.
4: Oh, my God. I thought they were never going to get a stop on third and long. It was just killing me. It was killing me. And then somehow, late in the game, they held.
3: There we go. That's what we need. Good job, Richard and Hunter. Appreciate you. He is the star of the show.
4: Got to go back and get that hat.
1: The arid attic hat. I totally forgot I had it on. <laughs> How many beers have you had today, Patrick? No comment. No comment. <laughs> I'm straight. I'm good. Um, I'm drinking. Uh, look, I all, all due respect to Casey Beer. I couldn't bring any down, so I got the champagne of beers. <laughs> You Stay classy out.
3: bastard. You I want, classy
1: bastard. I wanted to ask uh, you guys how much, like, I f- really feel like this is Brett Veach's Super Bowl. Like, he went out. Look, think about the people that made an impact. Big impact Isaiah Pacheco, Kadarius Tony, the midseason trade. Like, the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, I don't think, without that return from Kadarius Tony. Maybe they do, but who knows how the timing works out. I think they would have scored. This is a this is Brett Veach to me that young defense I know they made some mistakes but that's a really good Philadelphia Eagles team don't let anybody tell you that they're not absolutely
4: like I, it, I wasn't... It was kind of, it was the same as last week AJ Brown got one big play Devonta yep. Smith got one big play same thing with Chase and Higgins but overall they didn't let those guys beat them you know they didn't get absolutely torched they hung in there uh, I totally agree with you on on, on Brett Veach. Um and also I think we should give Dave Merritt and Steve Spagnolo credit because the Chiefs are 31st in cap spending on their secondary. And their secondary just held up against Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and then AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, starting starting three rookies, basically four rookies, if you consider Brian Cook, the dime back.
3: The game plan was just immaculate from brett veach all off season to now the moves that were made which by the way can i just bring something up this is very off topic but just with moves being made in front office how about vic fangio give a hand up for vic fangio
4: vic, baby, we just, catching, just catching vic. stray l's everywhere
3: vic fangio like hey eagles if you want something special bring me in for a few weeks i'll help you out what a dumbass. You know what are the what? Eagles thinking?
4: <laughs> Next time you, you hire a consultant, make sure they've actually done what you're, they're consulting for, right? Oh, it's like hiring me. I would do as
3: good a job as Vic Fangio against Kansas City. I've never beat the Chiefs either. Might but you well never me. lost
4: the Chiefs. So, so you're actually ahead of him in that regard.
3: By the way, shout out to Casey Beer Company. I know Patrick couldn't bring it down, so he's drinking the champagne of beers. But we're drinking the king of of beers that's not their actual slogan it's actually dare to beer different but it's their beer is the king their beer should be the mvp of the season the mvp of the super bowl because it's so damn good it kept me calm during the game when my nerves are going like this i reached for a nice arrow red lager to calm me down uh, casey beer company has been a great sp- sponsor all season it's the best beer um four ingredients if you've tried it, you know how good it is. If you've not tried it and you live in the KC area, please go out and grab some. Everyone that takes a picture and posts it on Twitter, you guys have been doing such an amazing job. It means a lot to us. means a lot to them. Obviously, they're a Kansas City company. We cover the Kansas City Chiefs. We love building that community here in Kansas City. Um, so thank you guys so much, and thank you to Casey
4: Beer Dare to beer different. What surprised you about the game? Dallas Goddard surprised me. That guy's an absolute stud. Just killing me. Honestly, Dallas Goddard wasn't a surprise
3: because that was my my pick to the guy to beat up Kansas City. That's who I thought was going to be. Not A.J. Brown, not Devontae Smith. It was going to be Dallas Goddard. But what surprised me was how good the Chiefs linebackers played. Oh, my in God. Moment, in moments when the Chiefs needed the linebackers to step up for the most part, they did. They didn't miss tackles. They, the only one I can think of was that one when Kenneth Gainwell or was it Boston Scott made four dudes miss. But for the most part, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr. and even Leo Chanel, he made that one big play before he, uh, he went out with his injury. Looked like a
4: stinger, right, or something?
3: Uh, linebackers were solid. I, I, oh, I, I, I think Nick Bolton had one of his best games of this season in a scheme that the Eagles run that's almost impossible for the linebackers to play well against. Their RPO is legitimately good. They use it a ton. They don't get a legal man downfield, although there was one where it was very obvious on Jason Kelsey, of all people. But Nick Bolton read those very well, and I have to give a shout-out to that linebacking core.
4: I think it was his signature game because he came out and set the tone against a very physical running attack, the best running attack, the most multiple running attack in the game he set the tone. He came out, he was hitting, he was playing downhill uh, from a, from a mental, mental standpoint, he was on point all night long. I just thought it was his masterpiece. And if I'm giving out game balls, Nick Bolton has to get one. Even if there are only like three game balls, I'm giving one to him. How long do we do this
3: podcast for? Do we wait until Verderam's back and have Verteram jump in the pool? Cause I would love to see a Verteram splash. It might be six hours, but you know, where I'm my dad and my brother
4: at? Throw them in there too.
3: <laughs> Our producer Hunter says Zach Best is Zach there. If Zach's yeah. there, we need Zach Best. That, he hey, is the co-founder that, with you of Arrowhead right. Addict, and what better way than to have at least half of the co-founding members jump in the pool?
4: This was why I was a little behind you getting on. Because I had... You, you jumped my, in a pool? No, I didn't jump in a pool, unfortunately. <laughs> I had my dad and my brother in the stadium on FaceTime. We were just screaming at each other. No words. Just, just... Ah! Just incredible, incredible.
3: And this is what makes it so impressive. No one was wanting the Chiefs to win. It felt like every single national media member were against Kansas City, not even from an on-the-field perspective, but they're tired of seeing the Chiefs win. If you're a Chiefs fan, you have the same feeling probably of when the Patriots had their continued dominance. You're sick of it. You want something, someone else to win. Switch it up. So everyone was picking against Kansas City, and the Chiefs said, we're still here. We're still the champions. We're still the king.
1: We're going to get it done.
4: That, that That's impressive.
1: What about all the sacks that the Eagles were going to get? Zero. Their offensive line was garbage. Their offensive line was the greatest of all time. That's what I heard. That's what they said. Fuckers hey, ask Matt Carter. The son
3: ask Matt Carter what I said pregame. My hot take was guess what? Jalen Hurts gets sacked more than Patrick Mahomes. It happened.
4: <laughs> sort it sort happened. Of. It was just oh the God. one, right? That, that one Colin Saunders sack.
3: But but the thing is, the Chiefs' offensive line wasn't getting enough credit. Everyone kept talking all week, I guess two weeks long, about how good this Eagles defensive line is. They are. They're very talented. But everyone forgot, guess what? This is not the same offensive line that was going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. It's revamped. It was retooled. And guess what? They're good. They're damn good. And ever since, Patrick went down with an ankle injury in the first half of the Jaguars' game. The offensive line has been nails. Give it up for Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Andrew Wiley, and for one play this game, Lucas Lucas (laughs) Nien.
4: I'll tell you what, interacting with Philly fans throughout the last two weeks, they really, they must not know, you know, that Shaq meme, I wasn't familiar with your game. They were not familiar (laughs) with our game because they thought this was going to be a redo of the Tampa Bay game and it was the exact opposite the the offensive line held up and <coughs> mahomes ankle you know i try to tell people in 2019 uh 3 weeks after that injury he scrambled for 54 yards and a touchdown he, all everybody's bodies aren't the same and he's a very limber guy he he has a remarkable recovery from i mean think back to when he dislocated his knee He's playing three weeks later. Like, my career would be over. Any of our careers would be over.
3: Yeah, I saw someone say, what about Andrew Wiley, Sterling? Oh, I gave Andrew Wiley some credit. And by the way, I've been giving Andrew Wiley credit all season long. Wiley is an underrated part of this team. Look at his contract. Look what he's getting paid. If you want him to be a back guitar, if you want him to be uh, one of the best right tackles in football, a prime Mitchell Schwartz, you're out of your gourd. For what he's getting paid, he was more than serviceable. I was a big fan. Let me ask you guys this. Which team ran for 158 yards for 6.1 yards per carry? Not the birds, that's for sure. Kansas City, 158, 6.1 yards per carry. The Eagles, 115 yards, (laughs) 3.6
4: yards per carry. What's that tell you? I think Andy Reid has silenced all the haters that say uh, he can't run the ball, you know? He committed to it tonight. They ran the ball well,
3: successfully stuck with it. And what did they do? They stopped the run. They stopped the thing that makes the Eagles go. They stopped what makes them tick, especially in the second half. They came up big. Whatever the game plan was, whatever Spag said in the locker room, it worked because they went from getting gouged to stopping the Eagles.
1: And I just want to say, man, hats off to the defense. I know they gave up some big plays. They made some mistakes, you know, some of the jumping off sides and some of that stuff. But, like, they did, I think, and I know if you look at the box screen, you see Jalen Hurts ran for a bunch of yards and a bunch of touchdowns. That dude's unbelievable. Like, he's, he can throw it. He can run it. He's elusive. He's really smart with the way that he runs. But they did – they tried to run on the Chiefs a lot more than the Chiefs allowed them to do. There were a lot of times where they tried to run that option, and the Chiefs stayed put, forced him to run to the sideline and throw the ball away. So even though that they didn't get a lot of sacks – they, they did a good job of not having them in third and short, second and short all night long. Um, but just, I mean, hats off to the Eagles. Like, I'll say, like, after dealing with, with the fucking Bengals and their fans last week, I thought the Eagles were great. Like, I was here. I interviewed these guys at opening night. They were There was no trash talk, no bullshit about the Chiefs. Like, they were professional in their responses. Uh, you know, they were here on a business trip. Like, I just I admire that team and what they've built and like they're, you know, they got a shot to be back. Um, And if, if Jalen gets even better, like he's going to be scary. Good. Like he's a good player. So it's, I I think this is one of the most impressive victories of the Patrick Mahomes era, because I think that team has a better defense than the chiefs do Um, and they still managed to hold up and a a really tricky dynamic quarterback. You know, it's not, it's not as straightforward and as easy as just playing a pocket passer. And you kind of like, you know, you're playing one of those guys and you're like, if you're playing a Joe Burrow, like you know he's not really going to run. If you can keep him in the pocket and you can cover and get pressure, it's a lot harder to deal with a guy, I think, like Hurts than the tra- trajectory he's on. So, I mean, well done by the Chiefs. They
4: only blew co- uh, contain one time. Frank Clark had uh, kind of bit. But other than that, I thought they did an excellent job kind of keeping him corralled and, and not letting him break off big chunk plays.
3: And I want to give another shout-out and just point out the Chiefs did this in a retooling year where the Eagles, for the most part, they went all in. If you look at their defense, offense is a little different. But even offense, they have a lot of veteran guys. Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, we know about his age. Obviously, they have a rookie quarterback in Jalen Hurts. But when you look at the defense side of the ball, they have a lot of guys who were brought in from other places. James Bradbury, right? You look at Dar- uh, Darius Slay, right? C.J. Gardner-Johnson had a great game as well. He was brought in from elsewhere. And Dominican Sue, veteran. Brandon Graham, veteran. Fletcher Cox, was there but veteran they have a lot of guys that are going to be up for either retirement con- contracts they're not getting younger defensively now offensively they still have a uh, a very good core but this was a performance of two ways to get it done the Eagles bringing some guys in through free agency, while Kansas City did bring some guys in through free agency as well, but a lot of retooling, rebuilding, a lot of young guys starting, a lot of rookies starting for Kansas City. I think this was a matchup of the two best GMs in football, in Brett Veach and Harry Roseman. I think that's something to note
1: as well. In this young defense, man, that's the thing that should have Chiefs fans really jacked up. If these guys, if they stay exactly as good as they are, We know they're good enough to win a Super Bowl against a good team and a dynamic offense. If these young pups get better, I know Chris Jones is getting a little older. You know, there's always some flux. But Brett Veach has done such a good job of injecting this defense with youth. They're going to go into the draft and free agency now with a ton of money to spend, with a ton of picks, and they can just sit there and they can pick the best player available. If there's somebody they really want. They can move up and get them. But you're looking at, it, you're looking at a team with a George Karloftis who's only going to get better, a secondary that's only going to get better, two middle linebackers who are maybe like Bolton is incredible. They've got, I think, another step that they could possibly take, particularly if some other pieces come along with, with them. Um, and that should be just really, really exciting for for <laughs>
3: I'm gonna get to a couple of super chats. But dog, this dude is just a buffoon. It's asinine. Once Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball on purpose, I knew the game would be rigged for KC. <laughs> Pound sand pal. Oh my gosh. If Don't touch grass. In, if you think the NFL is rigged, you also then realize that if they got caught doing rigging, right? They would all go to jail for potentially the rest of their lives, right? Including Jalen Hurts. doesn't matter if you're a player or not. You realize that, correct? You realize that if anything ever came out that this was truthfully rigged, they would go to jail for a long time. You realize that? Just want to make sure you know. Okay, yeah. The NFL is not rigged.
4: (laughs) Before we go down that rabbit hole too far, let's talk about the offense and how last week, last game, MVS steps up, has the game of his career. And this night... He's hardly heard from. And then the previous game, Juju did nothing. And tonight he steps up. The chiefs just don't care how they have to win. Guys are just going to step up. They're going to find a way. They don't care if it's pretty. Nobody has egos about it. This is just a great team.
1: I I agree Uh, with you, man. And this is, this is a, this is a credit, not just to Andy Reid and Brett Veach and the, and, the play calling and the scheme and going out and getting guys to, to work within it. But it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is better right now than he has ever been in his career. And I should scare the shit out of the rest of the NFL because it's him. He is going out there last year, end of the season. He was still trying to get over the, the wanting to take the big shot all the time to take what the defense is giving him. And now he goes out there and like, as the, the old Stephen A. Smith uh, gif, he don't care. He don't care who's open. How can I get him open? And there's just really nothing defenses can do. Like they're not they're not going to come up with some scheme like they did when it was like, oh, we're going to play the shell coverage that's going to flummox him anymore because he's now seen it all and he's won a Super Bowl seeing it all, getting blitzed, having shell coverage, big big fast like receiver and Tyree Kill that nobody can stop. No true number one receiver other than a tight end. He's, he's unstoppable now.
4: And let's also look back at these other young quarterbacks like Brady and Roethlisberger who won titles when they were young. So this is going to blow your minds. And Brady and Roethlisberger's first title runs combined, they threw about as many passes as Patrick Mahomes threw this year. So what Patrick Mahomes is doing is different than what those guys did. He is putting this team on his back. He came down. From the half, 10 points down, tweaked his ankle, had the whole world watching, knew his defense, maybe had a couple stops in him, but he knew he was going to have to win the game. And he did. And that's not what, no offense to Tom Brady. You know, you can look at all the rings, but his first three, two or three rings, he wasn't the one out there putting the team on his back like this. So I think we, start, we have to start having the discussion, like, this isn't about rings, Not to look too far ahead, but this isn't about rings. This is about talent and who's the best to ever do it. And especially at the age of 27, nobody in the history of the game has ever been this good. It's just undeniable.
3: Let's get into a couple of Super Chats. Again, thank you guys so much for donating, for hanging out with us, spending time liking, commenting, even the haters, you know, even though the haters who are thinking it's, it's rigged, you guys are very um, entertaining, at least. Uh, Slothy-style question, How was the Bolton strip touchdown recovery not a sack? Um, because he never touched Jalen Hurts. I guess he would be the closest one to Jalen in that situation. He touched um, him after he lost the ball. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a sack. I guess they're just saying Jalen Hurts lost the ball without being hit, so it wouldn't have been a fumble forced or a sack. It just was a fumble recovery. I'll have to look back and see how it's actually scored, but I'm assuming that's the way it was. Wiley Possum, uh, Chiefs O-line, gave up zero sacks. Good call, Wiley. Uh, also, Wiley says... Bestie and I tried to tell those Eagle fans on TikTok all week. Eagles hadn't played a Pat Mahomes or a Chiefs offensive line. Mike, drop. Thank you, Wiley Possum. And then Leon Sandcastle lost my job last week, but I will happily give to the AA crew. Dude, Leon, I am sorry for you, man. I really hope that gets better. I feel for you. Hope you find something soon. Thank you so much for donating. Um, Thanks for your time as well. But, yeah, we're obviously thinking of you. Hopefully, this Chiefs win can lift your spirits at least a little bit. Hopefully, we can lift your spirits a little bit as well. They're
4: calling you a porn star in the chat, man. <laughs> things are
3: things are oh, deteriorating.
4: Oh, it's Sterling and John tonight.
3: Holmes is the man looking 70s porn star with that great mustache. Oh, John Holmes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Adam, don't look him up. I I know who he is, okay? <laughs> man, uh, i am I just can't get
3: over this, man. This is just such an incredible feeling. When I was younger, again, I'm not as old, and, and not saying this in, in a bad way at all, just uh, I'm younger than you guys are, so I've not had the even longevity in some of those years that you guys have gone through. I grew up, I'm 28. That's a nice
4: way of saying pain.
3: Yeah, but yeah, I didn't go through all the pain that, that some of the older generations have, right? Like Elliot. So, so I I'm 28 and I, but I grew up through a very dark period of chiefs football as well. I had some good years, you know, Oh three, when the chiefs went 13 and three, but what you really had were these good regular seasons, occasionally where you hoped for one win, you hope to win one game in the playoffs. That's no longer the case. We're now living the dream that I never thought we were ever going to attain. We're living the dream of going to three Super Bowls in four years. We're living the dream of winning two in in four years, right? Or five years. Yeah, two in four years. It's an incredible experience and one that truthfully, I never thought I would ever, ever see in my lifetime. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but this just, I don't want to take it for granted.
4: You know, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre started 31 seasons for the Green Bay Packers and won two Super Bowls. Mahomes has done that in five. This is just so special. It, it's hard to fathom because it's so irregular. And growing up a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and the last first rounder they drafted, I believe, was Todd Blackledge in 1983. My whole life, I'm sitting there just begging them, begging them to draft a first round quarterback. And when they do, he's him, you know, he's the man. It, it's just, you have to pinch yourself. I, I never thought it, you know, it's like that Paul Rudd, that Paul Rudd meme. Uh, look at us. I, I just, I still can't believe it that this guy, the Michael Jordan football is our quarterback.
3: Hey, hey Patrick, how many cigars are you going to smoke tonight? I'm surprised you're outside light one up. Come on.
1: I, I had, I, so I had a cigar that I bought I, you know, I don't know my way around down here, so I just got it from this place and it was so ass. I didn't even finish lighting it.
4: (laughs) I I cut it. A a Swisher Sweet
1: or something? No, it was, it was a Macanudo. It was just, it was so dry that when I cut it, it just started flaking. And I I was like, well, screw it. I'll light it up. And I like got one taste of it. And I was like, nah, man, I'm not. (laughs) you buy from a dude named Steve on a street corner? Like, like, where did you buy this? Look, man, I don't know where the cigar shops are around here. I've been busy. It's all right. It's all right. I got plenty of high life. We're good to go. That that Jalen Hurts pack is kind of nasty. huh? Yeah. yeah. There's a bottle of champagne in the fridge waiting, waiting for the fellas to get back that went to the game, and we're going to crack that baby open.
3: Yeah, frankly, I'm a little upset you didn't invite me just for the party factor. You have to realize when you invite me, you're not just getting the analysis. You're not getting the guy that goes to Radio Row and and talks to the people. No, no, no. You're getting something totally different. You're getting someone who finds the good cigar shops. You're finding the guy who brings the Casey Mirko, who stuffs him somewhere, who drives down there because he's going to say, you know what, freak it, I'll bring a keg down. You see the guy who's in the pool swimming when the podcast starts. You missed out yeah. on a real opportunity, Patrick.
1: I, I did, but the, the opportunity that I don't want to miss out on is the one where I show up at your house on Wednesday morning and sleep on your floor for the parade.
3: Oh, that's that's. Uh, I have a spare bedroom.
4: You can no, sleep no, in I'm the bed. On the floor. You, you on want the floor. floor. You want yeah, the floor.
3: Want floor. Yeah. If you want to come, dude, you're in. Best, I yes, you're things, in, too.
1: I got I to talk to my wife, whose birthday is on Friday and see if I can make it happen. But I would like to try to get out there for the parade since I couldn't get to the game.
3: Dude, her birthday happens every year. The Chiefs winning a Super Bowl only happens two out of four. Come on.
4: Chiefs again says Kadarius Toney should be MVP. Does this guy ever pay for a meal in Kansas City for as long as he lives after that punt return? That was...
1: I don't think he should be MVP. But that was pretty damn impressive. You know, it was Dante Hall-esque the way he went from one side of the field to the other. As soon as he changed direction, I was like, I, you know, you couldn't. It's not like you're watching the all 22, so you don't know who's over there. But I knew everybody had to be out of position at that point. And I knew he had the speed to get around the corner, and he did. Um, and just tiptoeing the sideline, not like not shying away from contact. Everything about it was spectacular. He's got that human joystick in him. He does. He does. And what about Sky Moore coming through, by the way, tonight? Sky's the limit. I mean, every good, good for him, right? Everything Brett Veach did this offseason, everything paid off and paid dividends throughout the course of the season, and in particular, in the playoffs. That, I mean, that could go down in history as one of the best Chiefs draft classes of all time. We got to wait and see how everybody shakes out, but... It it, it could, we could look back and be like, oh man, you know, even if they're not all all pros or whatever, we could look back and be like that, that made the core of a team of, of talented cheap guys around Mahomes that won like two more Super Bowls. One of
4: the best two year stretches we've ever seen in the draft. Maybe you get Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton who are lights out tonight. Trey Smith, very good. And then you have this draft class on top of it. Right. And and Creed Humphrey is a
1: first team all-pro. And The only reason he didn't win first team all-pro is because of that bad dude
4: across the across the field and Jason Kelsey. And maybe a little uh, veteran deference, right? I, I love Kelsey. By the way, did you guys see Kelsey try to uh decapitate Trent McDuffie? <laughs> yeah, man. That they, those guys those boys were out there hitting hard. Take it easy on on little 21. We just got him here in Kansas City, you know?
3: Yeah. He plays so physical and so much bigger than his size. I mean, all the cornerbacks do, truthfully, but especially McDuffie. He's not a big dude, but he's not afraid to get his nose in there. He, he makes tackles. He makes big plays. Uh, early on in this game, not cornerback, but Justin Reed was laying the wood. I, I almost felt bad for Devontae Smith a few times. I mean, that dude was getting wrecked time and time again. It was like Madden just hit stick after hit stick.
4: He looks like he weighs about 140 pounds. I'm not gonna lie. He's a hell of a player, but I don't know how he holds up. Dude, I'm bigger than him. Like
3: I I'm 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 a larger human being than he is. And
4: that's wild. Like I'm only 5'10. What about Juan Thornhill? That pass well, breakup that he had. That could have been that could have been a pivotal moment. <laughs> that that could have swung the game, right? Yeah,
1: he, he made out he made up for the for the time he'd let let the receiver just run right by him for the big play. So he's hot or cold. I don't think he's going to be back, but you know what? Sometimes you're not going to make all the plays. Thank you for your service. You earned your ring this time. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you're not going (laughs) to, you're not going to make all the plays, um, but make some that matter, right? The other guys are trying to, it's not like the chiefs can go out there and be the 85 bears and just stop everybody from doing anything. So, yeah, credit to Juan Thornhill. Credit to Frank Clark, man, who we all thought was going to be gone and played hard all year when he was on the field. Played hard tonight. I know he didn't rack up any sacks, you know, was out of position that one time, but he was getting after it, man. Like he was getting after it and hustling all game long.
3: I love this comment. I'm going to get to a couple of super ch- uh, chats in a second, but this is from Time Traveler. And for some reason, it just makes me think I have to do this in a Christmas voice. Chiefs, five seasons with Mahomes starting, four seasons getting AFC champs, three seasons, Super Bowls, two, Super Bowls, one. Are these numbers right? (laughs) I don't know why. It just sounded like it had to be in a Christmas theme. Clark Griswold over there. It's incredible. Yes, you're correct, time traveler. Let us know from the future if there's any more Super Bowl wins in the near future for Kansas City. But again, we oh, don't is need
4: this almanac for that. We're, we're taking down at least two or three more in the next 10 years. This is the glory years. We're living in the glory years. Don't,
3: don't take it for granted. We're, this is it. I'm not going to Kenny Loggins it. I'm not going to go the, this is it. I can't hit the high notes, but yes, it's incredible. This is the glory years we're living in right now.
1: I think there's so many, more of these to come i know there's no guarantees in the nfl but this was big man getting the second one from a homes two out of three five straight afc championship games at home like you just there's no there's nothing to poke holes in people will they'll try to find ways to oh you know it was this or it was that to try to explain away greatness just like they've done to brady all these years but he's unlike anything we've ever seen you know, Adam. Earlier, you said he was the Michael Jordan of of the NFL. I feel like he's Steph Curry. I, he's changed. He's changed the sport um, because I, I just don't think
4: we've ever seen anything quite like him. I'm just glad he won tonight because if they didn't, people were going to LeBron him. People were going to put this all on him and say, you, you know, <laughs> Philadelphia. They did have the better roster from from one to fifty three. I think they did, but. Mahomes is just too good. Yeah, people would have been like, "Well, you know, he didn't even throw
1: for two hundred yards and blah 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 blah." And it's like, you know, game script, man. You had the, re- the you know the fumble return for a touchdown. The defense was struggling a little bit. They kept on. How many times did the Chiefs punt? Did they only punt the one time? I
4: got to look it up now. Maybe twice. How much did this this game remind you guys of the 2018 AFC Championship? Against the Patriots, where Belichick just came out and dominated the time of uh, possession in the first half. And then Mahomes just went scorched earth coming out of the locker room in the second half. It almost felt like it was like eerie, eerie how uh, similar it was. Hmm. That's a good point. Very, very good point. A couple of Super Chats I want to get to. Evan
3: Warner, dude, thank you so much for being here all season long. Um, You're a great dude. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Had Nick Bolton gotten that second touchdown, would he be MVP? I think, yeah.
2: Probably. I think if you're a
3: defensive player, you get two touchdowns defensively and all those other plays that he made. I think, yes, Um Almost feel for Nick Bolton, because if that does go his way, he probably is looking at a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Bumpa BB, thank you as well. You've been here all season long. Always appreciate y'all. The O-line won the game. Eagles got zero sacks. We've talked about it, but it it bears repeating. That Eagles O-line was elite. They go seven, eight guys deep who are all very talented. They had four dudes. Yeah, four dudes for the Eagles defensive line with over 10-plus sacks. Hassan wow. Reddick changed multiple games by himself all season long.
1: Yep. Zero sacks. So, uh, to follow up on what I said, the Chiefs did punt twice, but listen, here's how it went. So, I so. I, sc- scored a touchdown the first time, then they had a nice drive and they missed the field goal. Then they had the three three and out where they punted, where, where it would have been a first down, but the Eagles said the pass interference it didn't get called. The next time Mahomes got the ball was with like a minute left, and that's when he hurt his ankle again. Uh, that was when the Chiefs got the penalty that backed them up, so you know that put them
4: in like not a the, lot of time. Uh, Orlando Brown one, yeah, that was when by, Orlando. By the way, if you call a false start on Orlando Brown, you have to call the same thing on Lane Johnson. I don't understand.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So those two punts came in the first in the first half. One. Was aided by a penalty, not really Mahomes' fault. And the other one was the pass interference that would have been a first down. So I think they would have scored there. Here's, here's the Chiefs' drives in the second half touchdown, 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 game winning field goal. And those plays were 10 plays, 75 uh, drives were 10 plays, 75 yards, nine plays, 75 yards, three plays and five yards because of the Tony return. And then 12 plays, 66 yards at the end of the game. So anybody who looks at the stats and says, oh, Mahomes, you know, he didn't throw for 200 yards. Get out of here, man. Like long drives, second half of the game, picking up first downs, the run. I mean, that's your MVP. You don't always have to put up big, gaudy numbers. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. If the Eagles won, easy MVP. He was sensational, absolutely sensational. But so was Mahomes. He was just as great as he needed to be in this one. On one leg, by the way, on one leg.
0: Oh,
3: man. I'm just so excited. I'm so content. I'm so happy. I'm thrilled. All season long, I've tried to be optimistic. I've tried to have a positive outlook. I've tried to find silver linings in games um, because this is why. It doesn't really matter what happens week four. Doesn't matter when you lose to the Colts to an extent, as long as you get to the playoffs. The Chiefs got the one seed. Obviously, each game matters in the grand, but like in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you know the punt return issues from Sky Moore. Uh, it didn't matter. They they yeah. were they tried it out. They were trying to figure out if it would work, mm-hmm. and actually we saw it help Kansas City him having punt return experience against the Bengals. Like sometimes you see in these moments where everything seems so dire and you're sitting here going, well, the Chiefs can't get a pass rush. They can't get anything going with four guys, but it's not the finished product. What the finished product was, was a Super Bowl victory. We saw pressure with four. We saw the linebackers have a big game. We saw the young corners and young secondary come up with big plays. And sometimes it's so easy to sit here and say, oh, Orlando Brown Jr. is horrible. Well, the first eight weeks he was. But the rest of the season on, he was a really good left tackle. Same thing with Andrew Wiley. I I just think sometimes we need to take a a longer outlook because, look, it ended in a Super Bowl. Maybe I'm being sentimental. Maybe I'm being too optimistic. But that's kind of how I feel.
4: Hey, we have a big update here from Mike Girardi uh, of the NFL Network. For those who didn't like the call on James Bradbury, here's the word from the man himself – it was whole, it was a holding. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. Good on it him. Debate. Good on him. Good on Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Get up
1: there and be like, "You gotta let's play." He took ownership. That's that's another reason why I like this Eagles team. Like, you just had a tough loss. You battled your hearts out all season long. That's leadership right there. To go up and be accountable and be like, "I," you know, he was beat. Like, and that I like Olsen is an analyst, but he was incorrect. He was like, he had good position. No, no, man, he was beat. He was beat. Juju was gone and he needed the tug. He was doing it. A little it, hook totally disrupts that, that route. That, that route. And he had to do it because that, I mean, that could have gone for a touchdown. I don't know where the safety was that, you know, that could have gone for a touchdown. You've got to like, you got to try in certain situations, players, you know, sometimes people like Eagles fans shouldn't get on him about that. Like that was a good route that's Juju's bread and butter. That is his bread and butter. He beat him. He was probably going to catch it for the first down. He gets away with that little tug and the chiefs kick a field goal and the Eagles have like two minutes and a chance to win the super bowl. He did what he had to do. um, Almost an impossible route to guard unless you really get hands on him in a jam.
3: I know we'll take a longer look at this as the season, or I should say the off season, it gets into full swing. Right. But Andy Reid, what does this do for his legacy? I mean, he's already been known as a Hall of Fame head coach. A lot of the knock against him was cleared with his first Super Bowl win, but now the second one. I mean, he was already already known as an offensive great. Where does this put him in just your guys' initial reaction? The, the echelon of Hall of Fame head coach is getting his second one now.
4: He's fighting to get on Mount Rushmore with Belichick and Bill Walsh and Parcells and all those guys. Andrew. He's in the conversation now. Yeah. Yeah. Gibbs he's he is unbelievable I mean
1: getting the second Super Bowl he was fine once he got the, the first Super Bowl dudes won so many games but I, I think you're absolutely right Sterling like this this cements it for him and you know I, I hope he doesn't retire because I, I really think I think he's what 65 like if he wants if he wants to coach until we say 70 I think they could win at least two more, and you know it's such a great partnership. and if you're Andy Reid, I, you can't walk away from a Super Bowl team, you know it's I, I I don't know maybe he could, maybe he wants to go out on top, but man, that's he'll that's be 65 hard. in about a month in a month, okay, so you know, I don't know how his health is. seems like he's doing all right. Um, I, I hope he can coach a few more years, but I'll tell you what man. Whenever that vacancy, whenever he, when, whenever Big Red does decide to hang up his mustache, they can hire whoever they want, whoever they want. Guy Sean Payton will quit the Broncos; like he'll just he'll quit and come work for the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Like uh, they will have their pick of, of of whoever they want to come take over. The chat wants to know where Verdam is.
4: Vir-ram's There's about to be a mutiny.
1: So listen, for those of you who don't know. The reason that I'm here by the pool and not uh, at the game with Verduram, we had a, a great partnership this year <clears throat> with the Special Olympics. They were they're one, a partner of ours since last summer, and uh, we had a we we made some history this week for the first time ever. It was the first unified coverage of a Super Bowl between a media outlet fan sided with a, uh, a a correspondent. His name was Malcolm Harris uh who has an intellectual disability. And Malcolm covered all week. uh, Oh, and uh, our producer Hunter tells me that Malcolm just asked Mahomes a question in the postgame press conference, which is fucking awesome. Um, So we partnered with Special Olympics. So we gave our other credential. We surprised Malcolm with our other credential so that Malcolm could go with Vertaram to cover to cover the Super Bowl. So after being with us all week, and Inverdram was awesome. He and Malcolm were on Radio Row interviewing people. Malcolm was fantastic. Now he 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 got the news broken to him by uh, Anquan Bolden, who's one of his favorite players. Let him know he was getting to go to the Super Bowl to cover it uh, as a reporter. He wants to be a you know a sports reporter. He's absolutely fantastic. So that's why Inverdram's not here. Um, sorry for the for the sirens. Um, Eagles Philly fans are, are burning it. shit down. Huh? Yeah, they're burning shit down. But that's why Inver. So you know Inverdram. If, uh, if, if he and I were there together, we, we probably would have tried to find a corner to hop on the podcast on. But right now, Verduram is, is working with Malcolm and, you know, showing him the ropes and how to cover, you know, how to cover a Super Bowl. So uh, uh, a very good reason why he's not here. And he'll be back next week uh, to celebrate with us all. They'll, he'll do a mailbag and give you a Verdurant. That's an incredible story, dude. That's
3: phenomenal. Big ups to you guys. I mean, that's that's really, really cool.
1: Shout out to Malcolm for, for working with us and everybody at Special Olympics who, um, you know, helped make this happen. Um, it takes uh, it takes two to tango, um, so it's been a really cool cool partnership. Uh, shout out to Chiefs70. Thank you
3: for a great year. Fantastic content. The meetup was awesome. Grateful for your efforts. Um, thank you, man. That, that's so very nice of you. It was great. That meetup was such a blast. Uh, I could not get over how incredible and moving that meetup was! We had no idea what to to expect. We had no idea if it was going to be five people, ten people, twenty people. Next thing you know, we we sold out. I mean, there was basically standing room only, and, and it was an amazing experience. I'm so glad you guys were all able to join. I hope you guys had a blast coming with us. Uh, sorry to get sentimental, but this is just really. It's Are we going to the draft? I will be what after. do we think, guys? <laughs> uh, Patrick is deciding to move this inside because the pool, He's apparently, low. he was nervous that uh, someone was going to ask him to jump in the pool again.
4: You're muted, pal. I got to plug in. And also, <laughs> <All> right, uh, <laughs> be careful wearing that Chief stuff with Philly fans getting unruly. The later the night gets... I'm, I'm worried about stuff. Big Charlies in Philly, man. They're going to burn that place down.
3: Oh, I've been there a few times, actually. I have Uh, too. It's great. I'm I'm sure most of the listeners that have been here multiple times. I lived in Philly for three years. I worked for the 76ers. Um, I have no ill will against the Eagles. Uh, I was there when they won the Super Bowl. But they are a rowdy bunch. And I would not want to be in in downtown Philly right now. I wouldn't want to be around City Hall. Uh, That's where we all celebrated. When they won so, last time, right? Um, don't know what it's
1: like. Greasing the light they were greasing the light poles when when Philly when the Eagles were winning, I saw on Twitter that they were they were greasing the light poles, so those, those maniacs didn't climb them uh, and, and you know hurt themselves or somebody else. So there you go. Mm. Patrick,
3: what was the emotion like? down there in Arizona all week long leading up to this game. It's obviously a different feel, not being in Kansas city, right? It's not going to have the same emotion surrounding it, but what was the, the outlook, especially going to the game and around it? Was it 50, 50? Was it a lot of corporate? Was it a lot of chiefs fans? What was the feel around there?
1: It was very 50, 50, man. I mean, first of all, I'm very fortunate uh, and and thankful to, to Adam and his brother, Zach for uh for for the opportunity like you know I'm not down here if they didn't start Arrowhead Addict and give me a shot um way back in 2009 you know so I just all week it was really it was just it was really fun atmosphere because nobody we talked to I mean we asked everybody who's gonna win and it was really 50 50 down the middle um there were lots of Chiefs fans here there were lots of Philly fans here I talked to both everybody was kind of like we were which is like I think we're going to win, but, like, they're a good team. Everybody was super cool, all the Philly fans I talked to. Uh, and so, really, right up until the end, you just kind of felt like this game. It, it, the game was going to turn out exactly like it did. Um, I know I, pre- I predicted the Chiefs to win by 10. I thought they'd pull away, but I underestimated this Philly team a little bit. I didn't know how they were going to respond to going up a, against the best team I think that they played all year. And, boy, they, they rose to the occasion. Um, but luckily – We have Patrick Mahomes, and uh, he had the ball last.
3: And I I was trying to get people to calm down. I was trying to say it's going to be okay at halftime when they were down 10. We we know this is a different team than the Chiefs team faced against the 49ers, right? They're not the same. Uh, Jalen Hurts is way more dynamic. Uh, But I think there's a lot of similarities between the two teams. The Chiefs got the ball out of the half, and that drive was crucial, was crucial. The Chiefs didn't score. I would start, I would start puckering up. I was going to get nervous. But they came out and had an amazing drive. They had their way, and they could do anything they wanted on that drive. And, and once that drive happened, I sat back and go, it ain't over. I don't care what happens. This is going to be a dogfight down to the end. And, and it, truthfully, it was. But that drive said so much about this Chiefs team. They're down 10. You're not out. They're down 10. They have you right where they want you because they have you in a spot where it's like, do they try and run the clock out? Well, you're running for 3.6 yards to carry. Do you try and pass the rock? You throw an incompletion. What happens? This chief's team is so dangerous when the other team has the lead. I'm not saying they do it on purpose. I'm not saying they want to get down 10, but I'm saying when they're down 10, there's no panic. There's no concern. They know they can come back and guess what they did. You're muted, Adam. It's a really good mute impersonation you're doing. He's doing that like like, like a mime impersonation. (laughs) It was impressive. I was double muted.
4: What I said is that they're sick. They like to taste their own blood a little bit. They like to get punched in the mouth, and then they come out, you know, like a boxer just charging the opponent. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I said at halftime, if they don't get seven here, this game is over. But they did. And they made it a tight game once once again. And I really like Jalen Hurts. You're right, he's not Jimmy G. But in the crunch time, he he's not on par with Patrick Mahomes. I knew if the Chiefs could keep it close, that they'd find a way to win at the end. Because they just all the experience outside of, you know, Fletcher Cox and and a few other guys, Jason Kelsey, was with the Chiefs. So I just knew if they could keep it close and not fall too far behind that they would close at the end. And they did, they did. It was interesting. They kind of did the uh, remember last year in the regular season, what the Bengals did to them. They did the same kind of thing. Oh, and and we should mention the the presence of mind from Jerick McKinnon to not go in the end zone there. A lot of guys would have, and you know, you get your, your uh, super bowl touchdown. Everybody wants that, but no, he takes it down on the one and they run out the clock and Harrison butker, Redeems himself. Yeah,
1: it was uh, – it looked bleak, man. Like, you know, when when Pat was down holding his ankle and it didn't seem like the defense could stop them and you were like, can, can we just please get to halftime without, like, a disaster happening? Uh, you know, I was, I was pretty down at the half, but I didn't panic because I learned my lesson in, in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, right? Like, that game – and, I mean, that game got way more bleak. Weren't was- you at the Texans game where they were down even mm-hmm. worse? I was at the Texans game. I was at the Bills game, 13 seconds. So, like, you know, I have learned my lesson from these Chiefs. But, like, look, man, in the first half of that game, it looked like the Chiefs were outmatched. It did. And they were outplayed in the first half. They were making too many mistakes against a really good team. And when you make, when you make those kinds of mistakes against really good teams – it usually ends up costing you. I think if the Chiefs had played, uh, you know, if they played their best game, I think they were the better, they were the better team. Um, but luckily for them, the Eagles also made a mistake, a big mistake, when Hurts dropped that ball, and it cost them. It cost them a Super Bowl. So the Chiefs made some many mistakes. The, the Eagles, I don't think, made as many mistakes as the Chiefs, but the one that they did make was a monumentally damaging mistake. Um, you know, just like the same thing happened to Mahomes, pretty much where he just dropped the ball, uh, earlier in the postseason, And so things new shit happens and you got to be able to overcome it. And again, I'll, I'll say it again. I'm glad we got number 15 and I'm glad he had the ball last because <laughs> I think if, if Hertz had the ball with time, you know, we could be sitting here having a different conversation. And sometimes that's just kind of the way it goes, you know, it's the, how's the clock play out? And they did a great job on that last drive. Milking that clock down. Andy was really restrained with his play calling. You know, it wasn't there was no three and out or pass pass pass. He worked in the he knew what the situation was. He knew he needed to get off as much of the clock as he could, and they were able to pull it off. Even the pass was a little sw- a little
3: swing pass to Juju Smith Schuster. It wasn't like let's go for it. It was it was a well the one before the pass interference, obviously. But that yeah, when the one dropped, on
1: got back to throw, I was like, I was like,
3: Andy. <laughs> what are you doing? but but he but I had a nice balanced game plan 15 yeah. runs from isaiah pacheco four from jerick mckinnon uh he had the one end around from sky uh was it three kneel downs from patrick so the other three went for like 46 yards from patrick but it wasn't a situation where they were destroying the eagles deep because i thought mvs was gonna have a big game against james bradbury I, I that was one of my my picks going into this game i thought mvs would be able to stretch the field um, he didn't do it. He had his one opportunity and he got turned around. So what happened? It was the Juju Smith-Schuster and Travis Kelsey show. The two guys who are best against zone coverage. The Eagles love to run zone coverage defense. Who are the best two guys in Kansas City to beat that? It's Juju and it's Travis Kelsey. And they really showed out. They really had a great game, those two
4: guys. You know why I thought Vic Fangio wouldn't make a difference for their defense is because Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator, they're kind of like this on both sides. They're sort of like the Bills, in that they're not very game planny. And they just kind of do what they do. And I thought that once Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and all those guys got used to seeing what that defense did, they'd pick it apart. And that is exactly what happened. They, you know, they they almost strictly play zone. So they really couldn't man up. And you're right, our, our zone beaters just torched them all night. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster only had seven receptions for, for uh, 53 yards, but his performance felt a lot bigger than that. Wouldn't you guys say?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, his impact could not be overstated. Uh, also, one of those came with a little uh, little flag at the end. But, I mean, it, it was just Juju Smith-Schuster knowing the situation. He wore a kilt and then kilt the Eagles' D. Hey, that's what happened. I mean, if you're gonna wear a kilt into the stadium, you
4: better show up and show out. Dude showed up and showed out. Richard, can we get some like bagpipe music and a and a video of uh
3: ACDC, baby? A C D C made the there bagpipe sexy. Come on now.
4: That's the Kansas City bagpipe right there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh Patrick, when's verterim coming back? Am I gonna be up all night or am I gonna have to get off before he jumps in a pool. Cause I want to see Verderham jump in a fucking pool. <laughs>
1: he's not, he's not staying here. He's at the media hotel. Um, so he could get bussed over to the stadium. I'm staying in Scottsdale. And, and also if you've
4: ever been to a super bowl, nobody is local. So everybody's taking taxis and Ubers. When we were in Miami, it took us like four hours to get home. So you'll be here for a while. I woke up with a cold this morning, so I am not waiting on Vertoram. Sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, he's, he's not going to make it.
3: Uh, Brian Gales had a really good question, and I want to get into this because I think it was very intriguing. Was that Andy Reid's best play-calling game ever?
1: I mean, it was, it was, hard, it was hard to argue with what they best did. Best half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, like – there, there was, there were no plays. I can't think of a single time, and even in the first half when they had a couple of puns, where I was like, "Oh, these guys, like that was why did he do that?" The only, the only thing he did that I took issue with was kicking the field goal on on, on fourth and three. I just, I, you know, the, the one that Bucker missed. I was like, "You're in the Super Bowl. You're going up and against an ultra aggressive coach. You have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Like you go for that." Get touchdowns. Don't settle for field goals. I know it was early in the game, uh, but I, I hated it when he. I hated it when he made the call. That was the only thing. I mean, that was the only thing. Every other play was was fantastic, and the guys really executed. Um, Philly had no answers. No answers for this Chiefs offense.
4: If, if the game would have went on, it, it, the Chiefs could have scored hundred on these guys. I knew that they would have a plan for Hassan Reddick because if you think back to Week Seven. And the plan they had for Nick Bosa, which was just a master class. Uh, Hassan Reddick is a terrific player. He ain't Nick Bosa. You know, a lot of those sacks are coverage sacks or being part of an elite defensive line. And I think one of the problems with that defense is they have the same thing with Cincinnati. Uh, they've got a lot of great players, but not just that one guy, that Chris Jones, that can just take over a game. And we saw that down the stretch.
3: I didn't hate his decision to go for it on fourth and three, to not go for it. I mean, um, I didn't say I loved him kicking the football there, but I didn't hate it. I, I understood. I think part of it was to give Harrison Butker some confidence. I think part of it was, hey, you got you got hurt, hurt here week one of the season. I know it's a different field and all that, but I think part of it was a confidence builder. Well, it Did ended up in a confidence the paint, builder.
4: by the way. Was uh, that what happened? Uh,
3: I'm not 100 sure to have to look back at that, but it's a 42 yarder. If that goes in, we're probably talking about this in a different different light. But that, and then even the challenge. The challenge I thought was a good challenge. Dallas Goddard. I still don't really think he came down with that ball. Sure, nope. felt like it was still bobbling in my mind, but I don't think it was a bad challenge. It was a good, good, good time to throw the flag. So I do think Andy Reid had one of, if not his best, play calling and coaching performances. In his entire career let's get to the field for a second because the nfl and arizona just spent a bleep ton of money on a slip and slide i don't understand this it's the world's most expensive slip and slide by the way like you spent two years is what i've seen from some tweets two years growing the grass for this field and this was the product and i don't even know it was the field i think it was the paint it felt like any time you stepped in the paint you were gone I'm just glad no one got seriously, seriously injured. I mean, what Well, they what came was- out
4: during the half, and they were, like, sanding it or something. Did you see that at halftime? They were, like, making adjustments.
3: Yeah, you're muted, Patrick. L- let's just have everyone make sure to mute ourselves one time. It's kind of <laughs> like yeah, an ongoing were, thing. You're next. F- you got next, they were, they were
4: like, Yeah.
1: They were filling the divots from the halftime show, is what they were doing. It oh, got all mm. torn up. So I asked Fergram about this. Uh, last week, and you know he knows everything. And I was like, "Hey, man, what do you think about the field? Like, it was so crappy earlier in the year, and I heard it was bad all season long." And Verderam was like, "It's not the same field. They start working on the Super Bowl field like way, way in advance." Now I don't know if it's a different grounds crew or if it's the like if it's the home team grounds. Crew. I have no idea exactly how it works. But Verderam had me feeling good because he said it's not going to be the same field that they. They, they played on in week one it's something they start working on weeks in advance for the super bowl so don't know but i you know it just uh it was not good i mean i feel i kind of feel for those groundskeepers because i know they work hard and like it's rough you know you get to work on the super bowl field and i don't know if it's they said it was like a new grass or whatever in the broadcast i don't know anything about this but it's got to be rough to be sitting there and have that be part of the story uh but you know what it was Crappy field for both teams, so I'm not sure that it really affected the outcome.
3: Yeah, it, it's tough to say it, it, both teams played on that field. you just feel for them? Because I, I know um, Oklahoma State, uh, I'll say because they tweeted it out, Oklahoma State said they, they had part of the um, part in growing the grass or some special synthetic th- they had some some hand in this. And I like Oklahoma State. I'm not an Oklahoma State fan, but I, I had an uncle that went there and uh, nothing against them. But I felt bad for them because they were just getting blasted on Twitter. And it's one of those situations where I don't even know if it was the field. Again, I think it was the paint or something. It was just a combination. It was a sad situation. You obviously hate for that to happen. Um, obviously, when you have a massive concert at halftime, that's not going to help things. I mean, we, we saw what happened in Mexico City with Shakira before uh, uh, that Mexico City game, and they had to basically move it to L.A. Just, I don't know. It, it's a tough situation to be in as a grounds crew.
1: Yeah. By the way, Adam, your brother is canceling meetings for Monday.
4: I'm looking at my calendar here, so I think he had a good time. Hey, as far as I'm concerned... Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, that's a national holiday. Everybody gets off. Everybody You don't go off. to work. You don't go to work. I'm like Oprah right now. Or Zach's like Oprah right now, basically. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Gotta give another
1: shout out to all of our members. Uh, whether you're watching here, or you're hanging out in the Discord. I know Sterling echoed it earlier. It's just like, you guys are the best, man. You guys are the best. Like this has been one of the one of the most fun seasons I've ever had covering Chiefs football. I mean, we think way back like when we started the year, you know, we we expanded, like we expanded the show, you know, we got Sterling and Matt Connor involved. We we brought Adam Best back. Like we did we did our first ever live show. We got a beer collaboration. Like it's been an absolutely wild year after a like a, a super low low and that AFC championship game loss to the Bengals. Our audience has grown like crazy in this last year. And I know it's just going to continue to grow because we're going to keep grinding for you all off season. But like you guys is the reason we do this. Like it's so much fun. It's the reason why, you know, we're all the three of us are sitting here right now and not watching post game, you know, like we, we want to hang out with you all because you supported us all season long. And we're just going to keep trying to expand the show and make it better and bring you more chiefs content uh, and create a community where, you know, you can hang out and talk chiefs football and have a good time.
3: And also shout out to Casey Beer Company for being the best sponsor ever. I thought three beers would somehow last me the post-game show, but uh, but no. It, um, <laughs> it's too delicious.
4: Drink responsibly, but it's delicious. How are you not going to the uh, little boys' room?
3: Yeah, surprisingly, I know. I, this is actually kind of a weird situation. I don't know if the, the Chiefs won, and I'm so excited that it's just it's, it's being held in there. Uh, I might have a little bucket under here. You have no idea frankly adam like a um, catheter
4: thing with a pouch
3: no ew no no i was just gonna say a bucket i'm, I'm not why would i do that pal I, I i could literally just get like a um i don't know a bucket
4: we're going off the rails here folks
3: of course come on off call, the rails. Us, call, call us aussie <laughs> osborne
4: are we gonna give uh, out our arrowheads or what we can't forget yeah. to do that right yeah, yeah. Let, let
3: me hit one super chat first from Wally Possum. Thank you again, man. You've been very, very kind. Uh, guys, please tell me NFL is banding, banning the rugby push from behind scrum play in the offseason. I thought I'd heard uh, halfway through the season they were going to start talking about that in the off uh, in the offseason because it felt like it was a play that was consistently being a advantage or too much of an advantage for the offensive team, why the Chiefs never took advantage of this rule. Uh, I don't know. The time they did, they got stuffed. But I think it's something the NFL will look at in the offseason.
1: I don't have a problem with it. Like, figure out a way to stop it, man. If they Chris can Jones get,
3: tried, by the way. Chris Jones those, went over
1: the top. If they can line up and get that kind of push, well, you should be able to do that with your defensive line. Like, figure it out. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's I, the
3: push in the back. It's it, it's the push in the back from the tight end and running back. That's the only thing they would ban. They're not going to ban the QB sneak. It's when you are able to have the tight end or two tight ends, whatever you want to have back there, be the guys pushing on the back of the quarterback. That's what they do, call do, it.
1: Do you outlaw all pushing? Like you're not allowed to push a running back that extra one yard into the end zone? Like, where do you draw the line? I think it's going to be a really interesting discussion.
4: I'm no, not like very, super very forward much so. or against they it. They also but... wait to blow the whistle forever. It's yeah. like if yeah. you give them – 20 seconds they're going to get you know what i mean they're going to pick this up eventually momentum takes over
3: yeah no i i'm with you i'm not disagreeing it's going to be a difficult situation there's no right or wrong answer there's no great answer in it but i do think it's something the nfl at least looks at in this offseason but fuck the offseason you know why because the chiefs are your super bowl champions we'll talk about the offseason all well offseason long But right now, at this moment, the Chiefs have just clinched and won the Super Bowl. And it is a damn good feeling. And now it's time to hand out some hardware. Adam, let's start with you, man. Give us an arrowhead from tonight's game.
4: Okay. So collectively, let's just decide to give one to Mahomes. So the rest of uh you know, we can give the rest of them to to other guys that are deserving. I'm gonna give mine. To Kadarius Toney, he had moments during the season. We wondered if he could stay healthy and would ever have a huge role in the playoffs. He did have a huge role kind of in the Jacksonville game. And tonight, he was the difference maker. We expect this from Nick Bolton. We expect this from Patrick Mahomes. This is what we paid Juju Smith-Schuster for. Kadarius Tony, he's the joker, but he's also a wild card. And that punt return, that was the Sammy Watkins catch over Richard Sherman of this game. Love it.
1: Love it. Um, All right, man. This is a tough one Uh, because there's a lot of really good people to give out arrowheads. I suppose we can give out more than one. Um, I'm going to give out two. I got to give one to Nick Bolton. I mean, he was really tremendous in this game. You know the, the scoop and score is not easy. Like you got guys chasing you down, and you know if you if you fumble it right and they get the ball, you know everyone's gonna be like, why didn't you just fall on it? But if you can pick it up and take it back for a touchdown, you can win the Super Bowl. And and Nick Bolton knew the assignment, understood the assignment, as the kids say. So got to give one to Nick Bolton. And then that was a no, 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 yes moment, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. You're like just, just fall on it, just fall on it but he did it, man. And and he did it pretty, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty easily. You know, he looked good doing it. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. My second one, I got to give it to Travis Kelsey, man. I mean, you're the guy that they got to stop. They know it doesn't matter. Six receptions, 81 yards, the touchdown, by the way, six receptions targets, six caught every ball thrown his way. He's absolutely fantastic. There's other guys to give to
4: give arrowheads to, but I'm going to stick with those too. What about the announcers who, who are always like, you're probably wondering why Travis Kelsey is always open? Yeah. You know, like we like, can stop thing. saying that. Everybody knows he's always open at this point. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I, I will give a general one to the entire coaching staff because I think Andy Reid, Spagnolo, um, and Dave Job as well as obviously enemy, Matt Nagy, uh, everyone. Joe Cullen, especially Cullen deserves one. We don't get Andy Heck Heck
4: enough credit for that offensive line. Andy Heck, no sacks to the 72 sack Philadelphia Eagles. What the hell?
3: So I have to give a shout out to the coaching staff because I think they did a great job, especially with the halftime adjustments. But as far as players, give me the offensive line. Offensive line as a whole. I don't care if you want to say it's Orlando Brown Jr. or Andrew Wiley. I don't care if you want to say it's, it's Creed Humphrey Trey Smith, or or Joe Tooney, or the one play of of Lucas Niang. Doesn't matter. The offensive line was nails. Everyone, every single person, myself included, kept talking and talking and talking about how good this Eagles D-line was. Four dudes with double-digit sacks. They held tough. Zero sacks given up. It's incredible. Isaiah Pacheco was having hole after hole to run through. Mahomes had time. It's just a situation where this offensive line heard all the past two weeks they weren't good enough. How are they going to get dominated? That didn't happen. They heard the chatter. They didn't talk shit. They came up, and they won this game. This offensive line gets my arrowhead.
1: Love it. And, you know, I want to point out, too, this is kind of a crazy stat. The Eagles were really good on third down. They were 11 for 18. On third down, they had 18 third downs. The Chiefs converted 50% of their third downs, four of eight. The Chiefs only had – this is a game in which – now I know I did the run back, the fumble recovery. They scored 38 points in this game. They only hit third down eight times, and they converted four of them. This is a game that the Chiefs um, – they only had 53 plays. The Eagles had 72 Usually when that happens, you lose. Like, you lose the time possession. You lose, uh, you know, you don't have as many drives. You don't have as many plays. The Chiefs did it. Uh, and that's a tribute, of course, to, we all know he gets the arrowhead. He got the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Have I you mean, guys ever
4: ever seen, like, those expert Rubik's Cube solvers? Once you yep. know how to solve them and you get good at it, you're just like... Pfft. That was the Chiefs' offense once they got a handle on the Philadelphia defense. I think they made – we get on to Andy and Spag sometimes for their halftime adjustments. They were wonderful tonight. They just knocked it out of the park.
3: Yeah. Again, that coaching staff, they, they deserve so much, so much credit. First half, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. Second half, they shorted up. I mean, again, I, I looked at the, the yards per carry. What was it? 3.6 yards per carry from the Eagles. They, they were touted as this incredible offensive line that always got to push. And they do. They did in the red zone and the goal line. They, no taking that away from them. But they got stopped as the game went on. You know how everyone was like to point to Derrick Henry and the Titans <laughs> as a team that all of a sudden, they, they, they run early, early in the game to wear you down. So later in the game, you'll see some holes. It was the opposite in this one. The the Eagles ran early in the game. They had some holes as the game wore on. Chief Stevens said, No, fuck that. We're imposing our will on you.
1: Yeah, and, and and of course, you know, Hertz got his. And I think the Chiefs knew that he was going to get his. But like what was incredible was what they did to the other backs. They ran Kenneth Gainwell seven times, he got 21 yards. They ran Miles Sanders seven times, he got 16 yards. They ran Boston Scott three times. He got eight yards. Nobody other than Jalen Hurts had a run for longer than nine yards. If the Chiefs weren't able to stop the running backs in this game, they would have lost. That was the key. And that was the thing I was worried about going into this game. I was like, what if the Chiefs can't stop the run? Like what if Philly just runs on him, runs on him,
4: runs on him, and they flipped the script. They came out and they were hitting though. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were laying the wood, you know, seriously. Um, One more arrowhead to hand out for you guys. We cannot forget Rick Burkholder and Julie Freymeyer for keeping the MVP upright. Have to give one to the training staff.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, Uh, that's a game. That's a game for them. All those guys got banged up in the AFC championship game and they were all on the field. With the exception of
4: Nicole Hart. And also, whatever crazy-ass voodoo ceremony they did at halftime while Rihanna was on stage that made Mahomes go from limping to doing his, like, 30-yard John Elway hero run in the Super Bowl, uh, just kudos to that training staff. Came so, up huge.
3: I think the reason why we look at Jalen Hurts and he had his 304 yards, then you look at the Eagles and their inability to run the football – Part of that comes from, I think, the system and the scheme that Steve Spagnuolo was trying to run. They were going to allow Jalen Hurts to throw the ball. They were going to say, if you beat us with your arm, we will tip our hat. So I do think we have to give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit because Jalen Hurts did do that. We went into this game. I know myself personally said his shoulder does not look right. I don't think he's going to be able to throw the rock the way that some folks think he will be able to. I was wrong. Jalen Hurts was incredible throwing the ball. Dallas Goddard came down with a couple of big time throws. Uh, some may have looked ob. Either way, give Goddard some credit. AJ Brown came down with a couple of big time plays. Devontae Smith had one of him, uh, one huge play down the sideline where I think he thought he scored a touchdown, but he was two yards short. But he he did the would... uh, Deshaun Jackson. You're saying? Yeah, but but I do think part of it was the game plan. They they were content to say, all right. You throw the ball. We think if we stop the run, we're going to win this game. It worked. Who cares about the empty stats? Who cares about the calories? What matters is who wins. The Chiefs won. So at that point, you have to say, you know what? That was a good game plan.
4: I'm not going to lie to you, though. When A.J. Brown torched Thornhill and McDuffie, I said, uh-oh. uh-oh. You know, these are McDuffie just looked too small to be on A.J. Brown. I thought that was kind of a miscalculation by the Chiefs there. He was in the right spot. He was in the right position.
3: He either slipped or didn't see the ball. And that was a confusing part because Trent McDuffie looked like he was in the right position. I'm with you there.
1: Fellas, you get to be Super Bowl champions for 365 days. Can't nobody say shit. To Chiefs fans, you like you know we all season we've been saying, hey, enjoy it, enjoy the playoff run. You know, we all week we were saying, enjoy the Super Bowl week. Like you don't know what's going to happen on Sunday, but like you know, soak it all up, buy some gear, have fun. I want to tell you this off season until until they snap the ball in September, man. Just watch, read every article on Arrowhead Addict, watch every episode of this podcast, like. Don't lose this feeling because you get to live it. Nobody can say shit until next season. And really, it's, like, next, the next it's like
4: Mitch said, right? You can doubt the Chiefs. You could dislike the Chiefs. You could disrespect the Chiefs, but you're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. Yeah. And that's, that's the reality for the rest of the league for a calendar year, at least. Barbecue over cheese steaks,
0: Tech and nine. Skyline
4: chili
3: over meek mill and we in kansas city don't worship a character from a movie how lame is that like seriously you can't have an actual guy like philly is one of the oldest cities in the in the united states fifth biggest city in the united states and they're like okay yeah but how about we fucking worship a dude from a movie come on come on y'all let's go run up some steps and first off, what the hell is a John? It's a person, place, or a thing. That's a damn noun. You're describing a noun. And say water, Wooter? What the fuck is wooter It's water, okay? It's water. I, mean, I actually have
4: no anger really towards you. I don't know me. if I'm with and you on the on the Rocky. I don't it's just know fun to make you. fun.
3: I come on, the Chiefs won. I'm gonna I'm gonna take some shots. Yeah, I'm not talking Rumpelmans. Okay, I'm taking some <laughs> shots right now.
4: <laughs> as we did it, man. Yeah. I'm entering the state of shock. Like, is this real? Did we just, I remember having talks with my dad who's in his seventies, uh, years ago, whether or not he was going to die without seeing another Chiefs championship. And he's gotten, I'm like ha- more happy for him than I am for myself. I mean, I- I'm greedy. I want all the championships we can get, but for all the old time chiefs who, who had that 50 year gap, I'm really excited for all you guys. I mean, yeah
1: man, I'll be hanging out with your dad drinking some champagne here whenever they get uh whenever they get home. Well, I am living vicariously through you. Yeah man. I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll uh we we'll, we we'll, we'll call you on the speakerphone phone Let's when do they it. get back. Yeah.
3: Oh, cool. No, no, fuck me. I'll hang over here just by myself. I'll, I'll, <laughs> no,
4: we, we can... No, 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 no. Fine. No, hey, I'll, hey I'll drink we're, in we're in the, the Zoom okay. era man we prairie fire shots what is a prairie fire shot i don't know it sounds very kansas city i used to make a a shot called buffalo sweat you know what it is it is 151 tabasco sauce and then you wring out the bar the bar towel dude as a topper if you're disgusting you, you you disgust me Hey, that's what if you're really hard. That's what you. Uh,
3: no, no, no! I'm not. I'm not getting whatever that is. The bar towel. The bar <laughs> towel.
1: All right, fellas, should we wrap it? Yeah, Probably. yeah, yeah. So
3: with Adam Adam that, Adam's that's talking about ripping bar
4: towel shots. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah you might as well have Malora at that port, Okay, it's the same thing.
4: <laughs> yeah, I just killed the
1: chat. I'm sorry, guys it's it's all good it's it's time it's time for everybody to go and celebrate sterling you are the host of the show my friend you you've got to take us out
3: guys thank you so much for hanging with us all season long thank you guys so much for for spending time some of y'all money some of you guys just just throwing likes and joining our communities the people that comment the people that like the people that don't even do anything they just decide to watch our shows Thank you guys so much. It truly does mean the world. Casey Beer Company, you guys have been an incredible sponsor all season long. Just because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl does not mean it stops here. We will be giving you content all off-season long. Uh, you will get something from Vertoram very soon. I, I'm surely sure of that, okay? I apologize you didn't get your Vertoram, but at least you got some Adam Best, some Patrick Allen, and some of myself. Matt Connor working very, very hard Patty turning, jumped in the pool. Churning out articles. Patrick Allen. Yeah, jumping in the pool. That was the best cannonball we have ever seen on this show. It's the only one we've seen, but still, that Ron was the burgundy-esque.
4: Best. <laughs>
3: but again, don't take this for granted. Two Super Bowls in four years. Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn. Travis Kelsey is still doing what he's doing at an age where Rob Gronkowski is retired. Okay. Let that sink in. There are so many more great years ahead of us, but don't worry about that, because right now, the Chiefs, your Kansas Kansas, wow, Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl 57 champions. Until next time, we are out.